Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. You won't find a lightning delay here. We're just going to play right on through. Welcome into Finsider Radio. This is the Jake and Josh Show. I'm Jake Bendel. Joining as he does each and every time a new episode of the Jake and Josh Show hits your airwaves on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, is the one and only Joshua Hutz. Josh, the Dolphins are in Chicago. You are not in Chicago, but how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, Jake. I mean, I just hope none of our players eat that soupy-ass pizza. Please do not eat the soup pizza. How have you been, man? I got to ask, since you are the chef, you are the podcast chef, uh, professional chef. We pay. We keep you on retainer. Um, soup pizza, wh- where does that rank for you? Is, is that not even a thought? I, I don't know. I mean, I admittedly have tried the Chicago deep dish pizza. I mean, it really just seems like a bread bowl with tomato soup, but, um, you know, some people like it. So I do think it's down on the list of pizza, but I, I'm personally, I'd rather have a personal pan pizza. I don't know about you, Jake. Give me one of those book it pizzas. You read your summer book and you go to pizza. Give me one of those all day. Wow. That was, that was so well put. Yeah, no, flat. give me uh, that thin crust hundred percent of the time. Uh, that, that's usually the go-to, but don't get me wrong. Give me, give me some good old fashioned. If you hit me on the right day, like some Papa John's or something, and it will certainly do the trick, but Josh enough about the pizza. Let's talk about their football team. And the best part is Josh, we can talk about the Chicago bears and tweet about it. You guys, everyone who's listening to this podcast can actually tweet during the show. And we cannot say that about football practice today in Chicago, Josh, what was happening between the dolphins and the bears or actually what wasn't happening. Well, people weren't tweeting. I mean, I think this is, again, why we all kind of joined Twitter. We say it time and time again. I mean, we were all on there waiting, waiting and waiting for these practice updates. And then, you know, as soon as the Dolphins got in there, I think we all saw Travis Wingfield tweet out, what was it, two tweets? And then they were deleted and we never heard from him again. Everyone was out out there (laughs) tweeting hashtag free Wingfield. My, I added NFL there like an idiot. But yes, we were all in kumbaya just wondering where these practice tweets were. And Jake, I don't know what it was. It's some Edward Snowden type stuff. The Chicago Bears are super secretive. And again, this was a day that we were all looking forward to. And it kind of got, you know, soured, not only with that lightning delay, but then with the Chicago Bears and I guess the entire NFL in general, just being way too stingy with letting these people tweet. Yeah, talk about a uh, bummer of a Wednesday, Josh. I mean, I like to think I don't get riled about too many things, you know, whether it's a penalty uh, whether it's being, I guess, even just being wrong about something, but not getting my training camp tweets. This is the worst training camp practice day ever, ever, Josh. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I'm, I'm going to keep rolling with it because think about what Matt Nagy did. He is actually the guy who just turns in front of you, doesn't use his blinker. He decided to make us all wait an extra what? two hours to hear that Javon Holland intercepted the opening day quarterback, that a rookie, the first safety taken in the 2021 NFL draft, intercepted Andy Dalton for a pick six. Is that what he was trying to do? Avoid and make us think that we wouldn't be able to find out that Andy Dalton, the Chicago Bears starting quarterback, 
threw a pick six to Miami's second round draft pick. I mean, that's exactly what they were trying to do. They were trying to hold our, <laughs> hold us down, not give us this information. And it's so funny because, like, I don't have any sources, but I actually had someone that was there. I'm just going to call him CVN from here on out. But he was actually tweeting me some things during practice, mentioned the Javon Holland interception. I threw out a uh, cryptic pick six uh, video. Some people knew what I was talking about. Others didn't. But, um, you know, it, it definitely was like, you know, kind of giving your kid, you know, that bottle and then just snatching it away. Because, again, this was something that we've been looking forward to since training camp started, you know, being able to see these tweets, how the Dolphins offensive line matches up, you know, with their defensive line, how Tua looks, this, that and the other thing. And then just have it again ripped away. Uh, I think this is an NFL issue. I think I remember uh, Alfredo Artiega, three yards per carry. I think he said, you know, this was an issue that they've had in place since 2018. Once those uh, teams go inside I guess there's no tweeting play by play I don't know news to me but um, you know again it was like just dangling something that you just all wanted you know just reaching your hands out there and just having it yanked away because uh, this truly did suck but Jake some good news I don't know man Hunter Long I mean this is a guy who you know a couple days ago we were getting ready to you know have a memorial service for him and he's at camp he was walking around day to day is the report so what are your thoughts on that Jake because that's some wild turn of events you know next level healing type stuff right there. You have to think, Josh, the cart is usually the, the end, the end-all, be-all, but there, it does seem to be in, in recent memory a couple of times each and every year where the cart comes out and then the, perfect, the person ends up uh, not being seriously injured and, and actually makes a pretty speedy recovery. Josh, I mean, that just kind of opens the playbook up just a little bit more. You wonder what Hunter Long uh, can bring to the table, and I was a little disappointed we were going to have to wait an extra year to really see that, especially when you consider the fact, Josh, the Dolphins in, in 2020 were setting up all kinds of tight end records for the franchise with the uh, group of Shaheen, Gasecki, and uh, Durham Smythe, Josh. So having Hunter Long in that mix is going to be really interesting because I don't know how you cut any of those guys. And I think they all can be on the, all can be on the field together productively, which would be a interesting twist to the Miami Dolphins offense. Yeah, Jake, and one interesting thing about that is Barry Jackson actually kind of leaked something out and earlier he said, per source, hearing optimistic things on Dolphins tight end Hunter Long's knee, I expect him to be available this season. Don't expect him to be out for a long, long time. No surgery. And then he was asked, you know, how do you hear something on him? But Williams, we can't get any specific info on for almost a year last season. And Barry Jackson actually followed it up with fascinating story behind that. Not able to share team was determined to make opponents prepare for him the final seven weeks by not revealing he had a surgery that would sideline him many months. So uh, again, this is a new regime, you know, just because the dolphins are saying Hunter long is day to day does not mean, you know, we can expect him out there week one. It could you know, still we, be week to week. It, it, know, it absolutely too. could. We might not see him all season long, you know, but, just the fact that you know Barry <laughs> just the fact that Barry Jackson you know said that last year the Dolphins were being that discreet with you know Preston Williams even having surgery. point how bad was that receiving they needed any single <laughs> injury yard they could get so if, if next best thing to having someone on the field is pretending you have someone out on the field and the Dolphins I guess were trying to do that that's yeah. awesome they made all those teams go back and watch that Arizona <laughs> game because that was you know that was when him and Tua started getting that rapport you know the chemistry so mm-hmm. you know the all those teams are game planning from the unicorn whatever it is so um I'm not going to put too much stock into, you know, this day-to-day thing, because again, that looked like a significant injury. Like you said, once that cart comes out, you know, that's normally game over, but um, this is definitely a, a lot better news than what we thought, you know, a couple of days ago, Jake. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, I'm not going to say it. we're going to move on. I'm not going to say anything else. We're going to go on there. It's good to see Hunter Long won't be out too long. Josh, we also heard some more interesting news about Saturday's game. Can you believe it, Josh? We are just a couple days away from the Miami Dolphins hitting the field for their first football game of 2021. And that is Tua 
is going to play a bit for the Miami Dolphins, Josh. And I had to sit there and think for myself how this preseason is really going to look. You have to keep in mind there's three preseason games instead of there being the usual four. So, Josh, were you surprised when you heard that Tua is going to play? I mean, we don't really know how long, but take some snaps on Saturday. I really wasn't. I think, you know, I'm looking at Matt Nagy's comments. I think he said that his starters will play eight to 10 snaps. I mean, that's a little bit of a different situation. They obviously want to get the, the young quarterback, Justin Fields, you know, more uh, opportunities and reps. But um, I think we can kind of maybe expect something similar to, you know, eight to 10 snaps, you know, maybe that first drive, maybe they do utilize this as, you know, what we typically expect from that first preseason game. But um, Jake, again, this is the uncertainty surrounding this 2021 season. And just the fact that we're going to be able to go see two out there, you know, uh, throwing the rock you know, slinging it around. I mean, I think we're all excited for that. Any day we get the opportunity and, um, you know, Jake, if practice was any indication, you know, that bears defense, it does sound like, you know, to a Jalen Waddle, some of those other matchups and, you know, they're really connecting out there and you just hope we get to see some of that in the first preseason game. And that hopefully trickles into the 2021 regular season as well. Josh, I gotta be honest. I think, I think you're going to have to hold me back uh, because I still remember Bill Lazor's first preseason game and it featured Brandon Gibson uh, in motion going to the left. And I'm like, this is it. The Dolphins unlocked offense. So looking back and in hindsight, don't let me do that again. All right. I think it's safe. I I don't want to do that again. I, I was just so clouded over the idea of not understanding the difference between go and go, go. I thought just a little pre-snap motion was this revolutionary uh, idea on the offensive side of the football. Yeah, that go-go offense was certainly, you know, just revolutionary. But, Jake, it, it makes you um, it makes you wonder because you remember myself, you know, some Dolphin fans, we were all super stoked to just that basic video of Jalen Waddle from, what, a week ago where he's coming in motion and gutting, you know, creating separation coming across the defense. So, um, you know, to your point, we all need to temper expectations, but I, I think we feel a lot better than those Bill Lazor days. Oh, you're 100% right. So, Josh, let's get into it. Uh, some notes from the actual practice here. Most of the things uh, we Big have fish. here, Barry Jackson, uh, Joe Shad, two guys you got to follow. You got to go subscribe, support local news, uh, all that fun stuff. So you mentioned it, Josh. We'll start there with the big fish. Uh, it seems like that the defensive lines on both sides of the ball had strong performances. And, Josh, with the Miami Dolphins and their offensive line, I think it's safe to say – it was not fixed this offseason. No, it wasn't, Jake. And I mean, I think, again, we go back to that Mina Kimes dispute with some of Dolphins Twitter. You know, we all kind of came together and defended the offensive line. But, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. You know, We just blocked because, better than they did. Let's be yeah, real. It, we did. And just because, you know, this offensive line looks better and it's younger and more promising than what we come to accustomed to doesn't mean it's better. And I think we're starting to see that. You know, I joked, you know, some people are saying Michael Dieter is the starting center there. Is that a good thing? Is it good that he's beating out Matt Skura? I don't know if that's a good thing because if any year, if the previous years are any indication. We know if they could tweet at practice. And we would know if they could tweet at practice. You're absolutely right. But the biggest news, Jake, and you alluded to it, and I did as well, is Solomon Kinley took over for Liam Eichenberg. It sounded like it was more of him just being demoted. You know, maybe they yeah. got the guy in there that started 13 games, a guy in we gave away his jersey. We were a huge fan of the big fish, but he got some first team looks there. But to your point, Jake, this was a huge matchup. You know, this was kind of what made me excited and something I really want to talk about previously was, you know, just how that offensive line would match up against the Khalil Max and the Robert Quinns. And I think we all remember Robert Quinn, don't we? Robert Quinn, you know, some of those other players up front there. So, you know, the, the Chicago Bears have a damn good defense. So to hear some of these things that we're hearing early on in camp, again, sound like the offensive line had an up and down day, but, you know, Tua was hitting Waddle in stride. You know, it sounded like there were some different things happening on the defensive side. We can talk about Javon Holland, Tua blue in the face, but those 
those are the type of things that you want to hear. And uh, honestly, if Solomon Kinley takes over that starting job, beats out Liam Eikenberg, you know, holds on to that, is that really a bad thing? I mean, we all had high hopes for Solomon Kinley last year. You know, a lot of people are down on Eikenberg right now because he is, uh, you know, was penciling at starting guard. So I don't know what we can take out of this, but um, you just really want to see one of these young guys, whether it's Killing, whether it's Eichenberg, you know, no matter who it is, you just want to see him take over that spot and, you know, forge that role and, and say, you know, you're not taking this from me. I'm the starter. Pencil me in there. Put me a marker on day one because I'm going out there and I'm going to be that starting guard. So we'll see if Kinley can hold on to that. We'll see if Eichenberg bounces back. But, you know, at first I think some people thought it might have been an injury. It does sound like Eichenberg got demoted for the big fish. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys... It's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Josh, I gotta be honest. I'd like to hear about any of Miami's offensive line really locking down their position. Now, I'm not saying, you know, Austin Jackson's going to lose the left tackle job. Uh, I guess we've seen a little bit from Travis Wingfield, but we have not heard a lot of, you know, stellar feedback on this offensive line since training camp began. You know, we could say that the Dolphins defense is pretty damn good, and that's true. But, you know, we were hoping to hear some sort of growth from from all these guys. I mean, the reason we defended this group so hard, a lot of people did against uh, Mina Kimes, was the fact they were young. You know, the year two growth is going to be there. Uh, but I don't think we've really heard that praise about Austin Jackson. And then when you look at the situation with Eichenberg, Josh, he started the last eight practices. Shout out Barry Jackson for keeping track of how many practices he started at left guard. Uh, he started the preseason or training camp, I got to stop mixing those up, uh, at right tackles. So there is also the idea maybe they're just flipping guys in and out, see how everyone really works together, see how different situations would unfold, whether, you know, a right tackle goes down, maybe Kinley goes down at left guard. Uh, but today it did seem like a negative uh, tone, maybe that little cloud over it, that Eichenberg was a demotion. Uh, so Kinley, Josh, I get the idea with this group, and it could be me just trying to spin zone the situation, of course, but it seems like an offensive line that's built with, you know, Kinley, Hunt, Jackson is a group that might perform a lot better defending a pass rush than they would a, a running attack. And I think that's where we see the Dolphins' vision going towards instead of drafting that uh, top-tier running back. You can kind of get by with someone like Miles Gaskin who uh, can make the most out of a tough situation and, and then catch a couple balls out of the backfield too. Yeah, and I think, again, you just want to see one of these young players truly grasp that, you know, whether it's the starting guard spot, whether it's right tackle, whatever it is, you just want to see one of those guys, you know, own that and become that. I mean, Robert Hunt's probably the closest example we have, right, on this offensive yeah. line, you know, maybe besides an Austin Jackson. 
uh, you know, shout out to him. Today was his birthday. Um, but I mean, I think that transitions perfectly into just the offense. And again, I had somebody tweeting me throughout the day, kind of gave me a little bit of hints here and there as to how Tua was looking, how some of these other guys heard that Jalen Waddle had a huge catch, 60 plus yards. Also heard that Jakeem Grant had a pretty big game back to back. So um, it sounded like it was more of the same from Tua Tungvaluwa. It sounded like he was accurate, decisive in his decision making. But again, how much of that was just, you know, early on in a, in a scrimmage? Because yes, these two teams are going head to head, but you know, there were plenty of uh, restrictions in place, you know, for these different teams to protect themselves from injury and some of these other things. So Again, I heard, you know, maybe some of these plays would have got taken back from a sack here or there, whatever it might be. But overall, it sounded like Tua Tungvaluwa was out there delivering. And, I mean, that's really all you'd want to expect against, again, a very good secondary. Yeah, I think the key is the fact he's looking comfortable, Josh. I think that's what every, you know, beat writer is really uh, repeating themselves over and over. I mean, with Ryan Tannehill, I, I guarantee there's stories we could dig up about him not looking comfortable in training camp as that leader. He didn't even uh, know the divisions. Like- he didn't even know the divisions. Right. <laughs> exactly exactly so so you kind of get where we're coming from and, and the fact he looks comfortable I do think it started off where he was sacked and he fumbled on the play I I thought I read that somewhere but it doesn't make sense since they're not sacking the quarterback but uh the day did pick up for him uh and then you mentioned it Waddle has a strong performance I'm really starting to get interested about this receiving battle Josh because we're not hearing a bunch about Devontae Parker. I think he makes the team either way. Uh, but when you keep hearing names instead, like Jakeem Grant popping up, I mean, Alan Hearns popped up today, even though that might've been because he was trying to start a fight more than making plays. But where does the direction of this receiving court going? I mean, Robert Foster had a one-handed catch today. Yeah, Jake, I heard about the Robert Foster one-handed grab from Jacoby Percet, huge gain there. And another thing, I Jake, I don't know if you saw it, but a Chicago Bears beat writer said that Matt Collins was a, and I quote, problem. You know, he listed two things. He listed two takeaways from this camp and uh, from this practice. And the first one was about, you know, the defense, the offense line, whatever is the second one was that Matt Collins was a problem. He was out there dunking <laughs> on the Chicago bears. So just to your point, Jake, you know, we sat here and we kept saying, you know, how much different this receiving court to look to was honestly going out there. I think they listed off who he was throwing to. It was literally the 2020 receiving corps with Jalen Waddle. And he's going out there picking and apart. The ghost of Preston you know, Williams. Yeah. And the ghost of Preston <laughs> Williams, you know, quote unquote, pick, apart you know one of the better secondary so I just thought it was you know funny to hear that Matt Collins again a guy who couldn't stick with the Philadelphia Eagles a lot of us thought was nothing more than a special teams gunner you know one of those aces we keep seeing the videos of him making plays I mean the Chicago Bears a beat writer I mean now quote unquote I'm sorry I don't have his name but just to hear that Matt Collins is a problem at camp that's huge man <laughs> that's Megazord type stuff Mac big moments Hollins uh, if he makes the roster, I, I wouldn't be surprised, Josh. This is the guy that they signed to an extension this offseason. Uh, as I've said since you know camp began, I, I'd put my money on the guys they signed this year, the guys they signed early in free agency. Josh, we've talked about Tua. Let's flip it over one last time. And on the defense, Xavier Howard's back on the field. Apparently, he's looking great out there. He had an interception. It's taken back due to a penalty. Womp womp. But that's why it's practice. You get those things out of your system. How great is it to know that the best cornerback in the AFC East, one of the best cornerbacks in the entire National Football League, is back out there and just doing what he does, you know, catching those interceptions and giving the reporters basically something to tweet about every single practice. Yeah, good way. Not about his contract. I mean, you got to love to see it. And I, I don't know, Jake, did you see the video of him going around social media where he actually owns like an icy shop? Have, have you seen that? Because if you have <laughs> no. not, it is it is absolutely amazing. Apparently his side hustle is that he legit owns 
an icy shop. And I don't think I it's in that. South Florida, whatever it is. I mean, you can just see so much of Xavier Howard's personality goose now this video. So um, definitely check that out if you haven't already. But I mean, it's just a little bit of a relief, right? I mean, we sat here and we wondered yeah. what I say a little bit of a relief. It's a huge relief. I'll censor that out. It's a huge relief. I mean, you got your all pro shutdown cornerback out there. I mean, that's one position, you know, that just completely changes the dynamic of that defense. We said what it would do if he wasn't in a lineup. I mean, just to know that he's out there going out there, making interceptions, doing what he's done. Yes, it sucks. It wasn't against Allen Robinson, but you know, he's still going out there making plays and you just, it's what you're hearing about this defense. I mean, a lot of skeptics out there continue to say, you know, this Dolphins defense is going to take a step back this year. They had this many turnovers. They, they had all these things bounce the right way. Most of that is true, but you know, Xavier Howard's going to go out there and he's going to get his, we heard Javon Holland. I think, like you said, what was it? Four and five practices or something. I mean, this guy is just all over the place. And again, without Xavier Howard in that lineup, this secondary would look mighty different. So for me, Jake, go check out that icy video first, but, uh, I mean, to have your legit, your best player on the roster back out there, it feels pretty damn good. It does seem like they're kind of proving everyone wrong here with the idea that, you know, every, that that's the biggest thought about the Dolphins. Their turnover rate was so through the roof. It's not sustainable. And you kind of believe that, but you hear these reports of camp about how this defense, how the secondary specifically has that nose for the football. And, and you start to wonder if that turnover, uh, differential isn't just a uh, one-year fluke and maybe the Dolphins can sustain that for a couple of years. Josh, you know, for a Wednesday show, for having a show on a practice that no one could tweet about where we get most of our info from the beat writers, still got a lot out of it. You know, I have to say it, it was not the worst training camp day ever, as I said on the top. Uh, thank you guys so much for jumping in here with us. Uh, this one, I think is going to go down as a fin slider. Uh, we're going to have another show out Thursday. The Dolphins released their first 53-man roster at, what, 90-man roster actually at this point still. Uh, so we're going to dive into that as the Dolphins prepare for that game against Chicago so we can get an idea of how long we'll see different units, who's on that second team, who's on that third team, who we should really keep our eyes out. Josh, I'm sure you tweeted that icy video or retweeted it, so I'm going to give everyone the, the notice that they need to go follow you at Houts on Twitter, H-O-U-T-Z. I can be found at jmendel94. I think I'm just excited that I'm finally starting to get my Twitter handle right. I think that's a pretty big deal. And just most importantly, smash the subscribe button. The 2021 season is about to begin, guys. Join on. Jump on our train. Jump on the hype train. It's going to be a fun ride, we hope. Uh, or we'll just all crash and burn together. The case more from that, but we're not going to think about that. 2021 season, Dolphins headed back to the playoffs, Josh. My monologue's almost complete. You got to take over here. Well, we're definitely a crashing bird if I'm taking over. But like Jake said, I mean, I, I don't want to throw any negativity out there. This Dolphins team, this is going to be one of the best years that we've had in decades. We're going to the playoffs, and Jake and I are going to be with you every step of the way. Like he said, please subscribe to the podcast. If there's something you like, something you dislike, reach out to us. Had some fans from across the sea reach out, so I'll definitely give them a shout-out in the next podcast. But, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Jake and Josh Show, part of Finsider Radio. I'm Josh Houts. That's Jake Mendel. We'll talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins.
Miami has a dolphin, the greatest football team. We drink the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins.